Good morning. morning. Please let my words speak for you as I pause in my Sunday. Letting go of everything that has come before as I take a deep breath in. And release it. Knowing that love surrounds me and flows through me as I start my day. Thank you, God, for the rain that we so needed. And for just the general beautiful day and the opportunity to be with family. And so I open my heart, I open my mind, and I open my soul as I listen with eager anticipation for Reverend Di- to Reverend Diana as she speaks on the more things change, the more they stay the same. And I know that each one here will receive exactly what he or she needs. And so I just say thank you. Thank you for the beauty of the day. Thank you for the beauty of the souls in the room. And thank you for life. Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Lucinda. Such a beautiful opening to our time today, together today. So if you are new to us online today, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. So we welcome you home to our spiritual community, and we welcome you home to your own mystic heart. So we begin our Teze today by joining our voices in song, in chant, and then we'll move into our meditative experience.
So we begin our meditative journey this morning by closing our eyes and settling into this space. Letting go of all that has come before this moment. And allowing ourselves to be held. Taking a deep breath in. And letting it go. Taking a moment to sense and realize our oneness with the global community. Envisioning a web of consciousness surrounding and infusing our planet. Seeing and feeling ourselves to be a radiant point of light in that web. Knowing that every human is an expression of that same light. Every creature, every plant, every rock and grain of sand shining with the light of spirit. The soil, the water, the beautiful raindrops, the clouds and wind, <coughs> the heavenly bodies, all enlivened by the divine spark. my light enmeshed with yours and with all of creation. There is only one. Sensing our oneness, we acknowledge our role as stewards. We commit to caring for one another for all life forms and for the planet that sustains us all. Rooted in our oneness, we center our hearts in this month's theme, Beloved Community. And we acknowledge the paradox in this morning's topic the more things change, the more they stay the same. We say that the only sure thing in life is change. We might ask ourselves, is that true? When we look at the material world, at the physical realm, at our bodies. Our statement seems accurate. 
and we spend so much time engaging with the relative aspects of our lives that we sometimes forget that there is more to the story. Looking below the surface of the physical world, beyond that which can be seen and measured, the great mystery is always present, always at work. We drop a solid object and it falls to the ground. Not sometimes, but always. Gravity is a constant. And the power and intelligence that wills gravity into being never wavers. For every action in nature, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Not sometimes, but always. And the cause behind this truth is infallible. When I, as conscious human, become interested in a particular situation, circumstance, or idea, I tend to bring it into my experience. Where attention goes, energy flows. The creative force that brings our experience into being is ceaseless. When I, a self-reflective being, place my faith in something, when I live by and from that faith, embody that faith, the object of my faith is bound to become my experience. The divine life back of all things is unchanging. There is a light, a spark of native intelligence, a Christ consciousness that lives in, through, and as me. It shares with me its power and presence, its peace and harmony. It's joy, 
beauty, love, and light. It offers me access to its wisdom and guidance, its abundance, wholeness, and absolute freedom. All that is asked is that I remember. That I consciously place my faith in its infinite potential and invite the qualities of spirit to express by means of me. The teachings of the Rabbi Jesus are clear. I and my Father are one. Truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do. and it shall be done to you according to your faith. He was not speaking only of himself. He was inviting us to follow his example, to seek communion with that which is unchanging, eternal, the Christ within. And with deep faith, live our lives from that. Love makes 
our invitation. This is our challenge. Amidst the apparently changing conditions in our lives and in the world, we are to anchor ourselves in the infinite, invisible, and eternal mystery that is our true nature. We are to practice divine audacity. Unity Minister Linda Martella Witsit shares an insight. Divine audacity is bold spiritual living. Living under the radical premise that I am divine. My nature is one with divine nature, or God. I am able to boldly express the highest spiritual principles in the midst of everyday situations. I am courageously responsive. I am fearlessly self-reflective and self-corrective. I am intentional in large and small aims. I valiantly champion the goodness within myself and within each person that I encounter. I hold myself accountable for thoughts, 
words, and actions that are in integrity with my divine identity. I dare to ignore the way things are and what cannot be done, bringing about the seemly, seemingly impossible. I suspend belief in the limitations that seem inherent in human existence to stretch beyond my known capacity. I disregard appearances to hold a vision of what can be so steadily that it must manifest. I overlook history, deriving my sense of direction instead from the source of life, love, and wisdom. I am not crushed by the weight of my commitments. Rather, I passionately fulfill my sense of purpose. I uphold the world, all beings, and all intentions in the light of magnificent possibilities. I lift up rather than tear down. I believe in the inherent goodness of all people. With divine audacity, I am the light of the world, shining brightly. In my presence, others remember their divine identity. In my presence, others heal the illusion of separation. In my presence, others stand tall and behave humanely. They snap back from self-pity and self-derision to claim their spiritual capacities. In my presence, others sense and act from their essential goodness. In my presence, others come home to themselves, to the self that is not their personality, but their divine identity. You don't have to be a superhero to express divine audacity. You don't have to be a superstar or a super anyone. <coughs> you only have to attune to your essential nature, which is goodness or godness, and follow its lead in all things. Divine audacity is not reserved for life or death situations or singularly religious matters. Divine audacity is relevant in the nitty-gritty situations we face every day. Divine audacity is fearless overcoming of only human tendencies in order to do or say the right thing, that which unifies, harmonizes, 
strengthens or uplifts. With divine audacity, you dare to be the light of the world. In affirmative prayer, we acknowledge that there is only one, one life, one truth, one love, one power, one source. That one is absolute, never born, never dying, unchanging. And yet that one expresses in an infinite variety of form. As these forms interact in space and time, the forms do change but their spiritual essence does not. Each of us is an expression of divinity. Our essence is that one spirit, eternal and indestructible, the still point of our being. In our spiritual practices, we turn our focus inward to remember that truth, to realign our consciousness of unity with God and with all of creation. And there we find that part of us that never changes, our eternal self. Consistently centering ourselves in this awareness allows us to access our divine gifts of love, wisdom, joy, peace, power, and healing. As conditions change around us, we can remain serene, peaceful, because we know that this too shall pass. Anchored firmly in spirit, we are empowered to respond to changes productively. Our beloved community is a form expressing in the field of time, therefore it changes. But the principles upon which it is founded are eternal truths unchanging. As mystic heart grows and evolves, our shared spiritual practice becomes keeping and perfecting our shared vision and serving and supporting one another in our growth and evolution. As we commune together in the sacred silence, let us center our awareness on that still point within us, that aspect of our being that is birthless, deathless, and changeless very God within us. From that consciousness, let us contemplate the values that we share in our beloved community and see how they align with our own inner wisdom. Let us examine them in the light of our deepest understanding of divine truth. We may ask, am I bringing my best self into my interactions with others? 
with the earth, with myself, As the music brings our awareness back into the here and now, we give thanks for this blessed time of communion with spirit and with our companions in faith. Grateful for the opportunity to worship with like-minded individualizations of divine love, we bask in the support of our beloved community. Thank you, God, for everyone and everything.
I invite you to know with me now that spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our spiritual community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. As Reverend Diana continues her inspirational message this morning, we take it into our heart of hearts. We are transformed into more of who we truly are with an inner knowing that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Practicing divine audacity anchors us to that which is eternal, unchanging. It centers us in our goodness, in our authority and power, our openness, our receptiveness, and gives us the courage to reach out for connection in beloved community. In beloved community, we find safe space. Safe space is sometimes construed as being free from anything that one might find uncomfortable. Free from anything that might trigger negative emotions or fear. That is not what I mean by safe space. When seen from a spiritual perspective, safe space is a place where you can experience the challenges and dangers of deep and profound spiritual and psychological transformation while surrounded by a supportive environment. You can be your authentic self, trusting that who you are and what you bring is valuable and valued. You are enveloped in warmth and compassion as you make the journey of becoming a more aware and awakened version of yourself. In order that Mystic Hearts serve as a beloved community, a safe space for any who are drawn to be here we have made some community agreements. We listen this morning, taking each one into our awareness, noticing whether they ring true. Do they create safe space in which to grow? Do they resonate? We agree to always be respectful, compassionate, loving, honest, and authentic in our thoughts, words, actions, 
and communications. In doing so, we create a safe, loving, and supportive environment in which complete transparency is the norm. Vulnerability is honored and where people are free to evolve physically, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. We agree to take personal responsibility for our thoughts, words, and actions at all times. In doing so, we create a loving environment where spiritually mature individuals promote peace, joy, and celebration in all that we do. We agree to reverently seek Spirit's guidance when resolving conflict. In doing so, we trust that love is leading the way and that peace prevails. We agree that we are consciously choosing to create a spiritual family. In doing so, we are creating a space in which to belong, a place to call home. We agree to welcome all who come gracefully honoring each individual as a unique child of God, accepting all faith paths and levels of awareness as a sacred part of the spiritual journey. In doing so, we attract a vibrant group of diverse members who practice this teaching to live in the consciousness of oneness each and every day. We agree to respect one another's personal space. In doing so, we create a comfortable community experience in which everyone feels safe and honored. We agree to live from a consciousness of wholeness and abundance. In doing so, we create personal lives and a spiritual home that are radiantly healthy and free from limitation of every kind. My prayer is that as the sometimes tumultuous and ever-changing world moves around us, our beloved community becomes an island of sanity, a safe space to which you can turn in which you can grow and evolve step by step 
surrounded and supported by friends and spiritual family. We anchor this in prayer. Please hold this truth as your own if it resonates for you. We join our hearts and minds in knowing that the one life, the one intelligence, is forever expressing as and moving through all of creation. I am that. A perfect and intentional emanation of divine light. I swim in the infinite potential that I call God. And as I remember who I am and bring my divinity into play, my circumstances are transformed. Wholeness is revealed in every area of my life. I am so grateful to know that I can count on a loving and lawful presence. I am grateful to have a safe space to express myself and a spiritual family to support my journey. Thank you, Holy One, for the many, many blessings and miracles of this and every day. I am so grateful. And centered in gratitude, I release this prayer, trusting and knowing that it has already done its work. And so I allow it to come into form and experience in my life now. I let it be. I let it be so, and so it is. Amen. It is time for us to close our Teze meditation this morning. And as we do, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good, should you choose to, in support of the work that we are doing in the world, in our community. If you're joining us online, you can find a donate button on our website, mysticheart.org, or you can find our mailing address. And we thank you from, from the deepest places in our hearts for every, every gift of time, talent, skill, treasure, love. We love to serve, and your gifts make it possible.
profound gratitude. We say thank you for these gifts that are given today. We know that they grow and multiply and are showered back out into our community by way of our hands. So we say thank you for each gift knowing that source gives to source through this offering today. And so it is. wish you a beautiful Sunday. Remind you that our coffee and lunch donations are going to Farmer's Footprint. If you'd like to stay for our conversation, you're welcome to have some coffee, and we'll see you back at 1030. Otherwise, have a gorgeous day. soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace that may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace and may God always answer your Good morning. Please let my words speak for you. I take a deep breath in. And I slowly release it. Using this time to pause. and to feel the love and the joy and the vibrant energy surrounding me as I bring myself into this place at this time, this one perfect moment that God has created. 
Thank you, God, for the rain. Thank you, God, for the beauty, beauty of a rainy day. And so listening to the sound of the rain outside and feeling myself relax into joy and peace and love. I open my mind. I open my heart. I open my soul. As I prepare to listen to Reverend Diana today talking about the more things change, the more they stay the same. Thank you, God, for all the varied experiences so that I know that that is my experience. And so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Lucinda's beautiful prayer to bring us into a, a sense of gratitude and celebration this morning as the rain falls outside. Ooh, look at the sun. You brought the sun with your prayer right through the rain. <laughs> Good morning and welcome. If you're new with us online, um, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And I would love to welcome you home to our beloved community and to welcome you home to your mystic heart. So as we begin our conversation this morning, I invite you to stand if you feel up to it. And we're going to do a little bit of joining of voices and then jump into some conversation. Celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. And everything's possible. So welcome to the mystic heart.
Look at the person next to you. Say, God loves you and I love you too. Now feel the love in the sanctuary. Make your voice and repeat after me. We come together. 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 In the name of love. Take a look at the person next to you. I recognize the God in you. Now feel the love in the sanctuary. Lift your voice and repeat after me. We come together. 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 In the name of love, we come together. We come together. Come together. We come together. We come together. Every walk of life, every walk of life, every creed and color, creed and color, and to reunite, reunite in honor of the God and each other. Look at the person next to you, say Namaste, I bow to you. Now feel the love in the sanctuary. Lift your voice and repeat after me. We come together. We come together. We come together. In the name of love. We come together. We come together. We come together. In the name of love. We come together. We come together. We come together. In the name of love. We come together. We come together, we come together, we come together, we come together. We come together. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, that's not going to wake you up. I don't know what will. Oh, look what it says here. Go ahead and stay standing if you're able. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting, you want to reach your arms and hands out to feel and embody the Christ consciousness, the energy of the love in the room, connection with spirit as we prepare for our love-soaked world practice today. Feel your feet rooted to the earth. Mm, feel the energy coming up through your feet and moving through your body and maybe shooting out the top of your head or out through your fingers. Just energizing, embodying spirit, getting our bodies involved. <sighs> so let your whole body join in the practice of co-creating a love-soaked world where peace and joy and abundance and generosity and justice and freedom <laughs> are the living principles that guide our lives. Where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion with one another and take the most precise care of this beautiful planet that sustains us all. 
We are creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food and the warmth and the safety of a comfortable home. Medical care and education abound. Healthy relationships, right livelihood and creative contribution are the norm. And a sense of belonging lives in the heart of every being. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light, where the peace that we cultivate within each one of us shows up in the world as a world free of hatred and violence. We are creating a world that knows no greed because we know that having enough is the absolute abundance that makes our lives rich and full. A world where every being receives and gives thanks for all that is required for a full and rich and contented life. In this more awakened world, every member of the human family serves as a conscious vessel through which God's blessings flow. We walk by faith, not by sight knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is inevitable as we take steps moment by moment toward its creation. There is no reason we cannot have such a world, and so we call it forth from the realm of the infinite possibility that we call God, knowing that it is taking form right here and right now as we hold and speak our powerful vision in every moment, we align our actions to support and nurture its graceful unfolding. We call it good. We let it be. And together we affirm by saying, and so it is. Amen. <sighs> Doesn't that feel good? Oh, it feels good to me. I hope you share in that. Can you feel the shift in energy as we center ourselves in such a positive and powerful vision. Are we ready to have a conscious conversation? Mm -hmm. All right. This morning our topic has been the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's a fairly common statement, but what does it mean? What's it mean? Have any thoughts about what that means? Kind of sounds paradoxical. Yeah. The temporal environment is always changing, but the source behind that is always the same. Okay, so the temporal environment is always changing, but the source behind it is always the same. Well, right now I'm going through this huge period of change, so it would be the more I change, the more I stay the same. I'm still the same person, mm -hmm. but I'm allowing everything around me to change. Okay, so the truth of who you are is stays the same. Stays the same, but everything about your life and you and who, even maybe personality or who else, who knows what all's changing? Well, you never know what'll what'll happen when I start shining that up. All right. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
pretty shiny already, but oh. go for it. <laughs> it's true. Any also, other his, history tends to repeat itself. Okay, so <laughs> history tends to repeat itself. So things apparently are changing all the time, and yet these cycles are kind of repetitive sometimes. Yeah, okay. This morning, our top, um, our tese, our topic, no, our tese, we spent time contemplating that which is eternal and unchanging. So that's the direction that we took that topic from. Universal law, uh, the qualities of spirit, the divine spark that enlivens all of creation, the Christ consciousness that dwells within each one of us. These are the things that we contemplated and thought about as the unchanging we continued in our process of defining beloved community by saying that is, it's a safe space. That to be beloved community, one of the things that has to exist is that it's a safe space. So I would like to spend a little more time with that idea during our conversation today. How do you define a safe space? A space where you can be yourself without criticism. Okay, a space where you can be yourself without criticism. Can take risks and fail without judgment. Okay, can take risks and, and fail if there is such a thing without judgment. You can speak your mind without worrying about being criticized. Or okay, you can speak your mind without worrying about being criticized. You can let go of worry that people won't like you if you let them see who you are. Mm, you can let go of worry that people won't like you if you let them see who you really are. Anything else come to mind? A place where there's generous listening. Okay, a place where there's generous listening. And someone to help you up if you fall. Someone to help you up if you fall. So what's the atmosphere in a safe space feel like? Home. Oh, home. Nurturing. Comfortable. Nurturing. Comfortable. Peaceful. Peaceful. Safe. 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 Loving, warm, supportive, supportive, soft, soft, mm -hmm. nice, warm and fuzzy, warm and fuzzy, <laughs> mellow, <laughs> mellow's good. So, in his book, creating the beloved community, which we've been talking a little bit about, this is the one we used when we started our community out um, at the very beginning. Reverend Jim Lockhart defines safe space in a spiritual community, and I want to share with you his definition. I think it, it encapsulates everything that we're saying, and yet he has additional things to offer. He says, safe space in a spiritual context is something very different. When seen from a spiritual perspective, safe space is a place where you can experience the challenges and dangers of deep and profound spiritual and psychological transformation while surrounded by a supportive environment. 
Not everyone is ready to explore deeply when they arrive in a spiritual community. Some arrive with fresh wounds or deep older wounds that have not healed. These folks need a different version of safe space. They need a space to heal. Bruce Sanguin speaks of the need for spiritual community to have the capacity to both envelop and develop its members. To envelop means to surround those who are wounded or traumatized with loving support until they reach a place where they can function well. To develop means to assist those who are in a place of stability to move through processes of evolutionary spiritual development with all its potential for pain and difficulty so that they can go to the next level of growth. Spiritual communities need to encompass both enveloping and developing in order for the community itself to be healthy enough to create the beloved community. When a spiritual community moves into enveloping full-time, the healthier people will tend to leave as their needs are not being met. If developing is the only focus, those who show up for healing or become wounded may depart because their needs are not being met. It is the conscious expansion of the community's energies into both realms of service that is calling us forth. The blending of the two functions is essential. So I found it interesting. Let's talk about that delicate balance. What arises for you as you listen to that? Enveloping, developing. And how's that fit into safe space? Just whatever comes up for you around that. Any thoughts? Reminds me of the womb. Okay, reminds you of the womb. So the fetus is enveloped, mm -hmm. and it is developing, <coughs> but only can develop so far, and it has to emerge. Still needs to be enveloped, but also developed. And okay. Up until it's time to go back to the source. Right. So the birth process, <coughs> the baby in the womb is enveloped, developing, and then ultimately has to leave that space or form into to hit its next level of development. Well, without the enveloping, I mean that that is really the safe space. That that's the container, mm -hmm. and then from that safe space, you can work on development. Because development is challenging. Spiritual development is challenging. It is challenging. So the envelopment is the safe space, and yet my perspective is that both are the safe space, but that you have to have the enveloping first for many people. Um, the development, still there needs to be safe space because that's when some of the <coughs> junk starts to come up in the growth process. You need to feel safe enough to allow that to happen. This is a challenging path to walk. It's a delicate balance for us as beloved community members, as new people come in, um, to be aware 
and compassionate and loving and accepting no matter where people are in their journey. So when might we need to be enveloped in spiritual community? What are some times that that might be the case? Circumstances in life that bring pain. Okay, painful circumstances in life. Anytime we're feeling vulnerable. Anytime we're feeling vulnerable. I came into spirituality during a particularly rough patch in my life, and, and I needed that sense of family, that, okay. that embrace. So many people find their spiritual path or a different spiritual path during challenging times. So if there's been a crisis or a trauma somewhere in your life, um, either present or in the past that you haven't worked through, those can be good reasons to come into spiritual community and look for that, that warmth that envelops you in caring. So what are some of the ways that we can appropriately envelop those who are in need of that? And I say those, but we move in and out of that all the time. It's not that some people are here and other people are there necessarily. We can be in a developmental stage of our spirituality and something can hit in our lives and we need to sink back and allow ourselves to be surrounded and cared for. Or we can be in a very vulnerable place when we come in and then move into a state of real development and sort of shift where we are and, and move back again. We move sort of back and forth. So what are some of the ways that we can appropriately envelop members of our spiritual community? Listening without judgment and without trying to fix the other person. Okay, listening without judgment and not trying to fix because nothing's broken. <laughs> Things are just unfolding. Yeah, Bob. Asking for prayer treatment. Okay, when so you're prayer. When you're yes. Stuck and you need help. To All right. Get out of the rut. <laughs> so the one needing help, asking for prayer, and other community members being willing to hold our community in prayer. That's a really powerful and very appropriate enveloping for a spiritual community. Also, being, being a witness for them, witnessing their ordeal, whatever challenge they're going through, um, they need to be heard first, and then they're open for the prayer. Okay, so to witness another as they're going through their challenge, so that they know that they're being heard, they're being seen. So, what other ways? We do, thing, we do a lot of different things here to envelop community members. We feed them. We feed them. We do a lot with food, both here and I take food to people frequently. I get calls if people have been hospitalized or if they're sick and in need of, you know, so we literally feed people when they need it. 
providing transportation for people when they need it. That's a way of enveloping our community and uplifting and supporting. So there are lots of ways that are appropriate. Are there ways that are not appropriate that we might at times slip into enveloping other people? Trying to tell someone else how to run their life. Oh, trying to tell <laughs> someone else how to run their life. Or enabling them Enable. rather than truly helping them. Enabling them rather than truly helping. Just approaching them with the whole idea that you know better than they do what's okay. best for them. So a, an attitude of superiority. As a prayer practitioner or minister here, um, are we permitted to advise people in what they should do in their lives? I assume not. You Wouldn't assume correct. Nope. No. So we cannot assume anything for another person coming in. We can listen deeply, we can witness, we can support in prayer or in physical ways that are appropriate. And then we can be careful that we are not extending beyond what's ours to do. For example, ministerial counseling is not the same thing as marriage and family counseling or any other form of counseling for which another person's been trained. I've been trained in a very specific form of counseling. It involves directing a person back to themselves, finding their own answers, and there's a skill in doing that. But in terms of suggesting or directing, that isn't mine to do. Because we all, I believe, we all have our own answers. We just need someone to help us find them. Can that be done through active listening? We talk about listening generously, but yes. active listening is different because you're just generally reflecting back to them what they told you as a way of validating what has been said and for them to hear what they've said. Right. So active listening is, is a part of that process, yes. One of the things I've read and come to, come to believe is that if, we, um, if we're praying with somebody but we tell them what we think they should do, we're infringing on their spiritual freedom. Exactly. They, they, have to, they have to go through that by themselves. We don't know what another's journey is supposed to be or is, you know, what's right for them. So that's, that's true. So is there a time when enveloping someone is no longer useful, maybe even detrimental? Well, that goes to enabling, I think. Okay, so when we begin to enable someone, what do you mean by enabling? Keeping them 
by your responses and attitudes keeping them in a cycle of something they're trying to break so you keep it going and it might be for your own personal gain. Okay. So enabling that way. All right. Or keeping them dependent. Keeping them dependent. Yes. I think you can maybe um, <coughs> affirm for the sake of them, affirm them for the sake of them but not but realizing what you're affirming is not necessarily healthy for them. Right. Okay, so you can be making affirmations for someone and those affirmations are not really what's best for them. So I've had experiences where I go a period of time in doing what I feel is very appropriate support and enveloping and in long periods of time I see no sign of shift or change or healing and in fact more of a dependency being formed. That would be a time when I would step back. If someone's making no real effort on their own to move forward but expecting others to do it for them, that would be a time that I would step back a little bit and reassess what I'm doing. And the enveloping has to evolve into developing. Right. So it is a process. At some point, there is development that happens as a result of being cared for and surrounded with that love. That's the natural progression. So if that isn't happening, then you need to sort of reassess what you're up to. So when is it appropriate to contribute to the development of community members? When they request it. When they request it? Yeah, Paul. Listening to people in like a class situation. Okay. Without interrupting or, or putting out your own views. Okay, so listening to people, and that's when you know when people are requesting this or that, when certain um, kinds of support are desired. When a person shows signs of being basically psychologically and emotionally and physically, you know, pretty stable. I mean, we all have our ups and downs. Then you can trust that maybe moving into a developmental setting that no doubt is going to shake stuff loose. But they're, they're stable enough to, to let that shake loose and, and hold it and let it shift and change. You know you're not going to be doing any damage that way. And I think as, you know, as a spiritual leader, for you, uh, if somebody is doing something detrimental to the beloved community, then you have to step in and it's development time. Right. That's true too. Any of us in any kind of leadership roles, that's, that lays on us to keep an eye out for those things. So. Yes. Well, I was just thinking that also as a spiritual leader, um, you see the development of each one and you have your gentle suggestions that you would make to someone at this level, but not at this level. Right. Yeah. Depending on where someone is in their journey and their spiritual path, you definitely can't address each person with the same types of development, I 
feedback. Yeah. So what might development look like in our setting here? Classes. Classes. Retreats. Retreats. Workshops. Workshops. Discussion. Discussion. Conscious conversation. Conscious conversation. <laughs> How about sacred service? How about spiritual practices? How about spiritual practices? <laughs> How about celebration? Takes all those forms. Those are all forms of our development as spiritual beings. Enveloping and developing. I think that both of these help to create a safe space if held in their proper uh, place and with the proper attitudes. Safe space in spiritual community is not about eliminating discomfort. That's not what it's about. It's providing a supportive place where we can experience the inevitable discomfort of deep personal introspection and spiritual growth with support and understanding. Safe space means that we co-create a chrysalis of support for those who are wounded as well as for those who choose to do the deep and awful, awful, often, not awful, often painful is what that was supposed to be, work of, of personal transformation. We get attached to the way we've always been and then we, we look toward transforming something and it can be challenging. It can feel awful, actually. That came out for a reason. Safe space includes the need to come to terms with the harsh and often difficult realities of being human. In safe space, we're not protected from disturbance. Rather, we are disturbed in a protected space. It also gives you the space to realize the true light that you are. It gives you an opportunity to see your own light and to live from that, absolutely. You may have heard me say this before, but in my training as a minister, I was told that my job was to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. <laughs> Am I doing my job? Yes. <laughs> it is a razor's edge, it really is, for each of us to be kind and loving and compassionate and honest in service to another's growth and development without judging what that needs to look like. Let's shift gears for a moment as we prepare to close up our time. Not quite yet, but shortly. You may remember that um, we'll be resuming our quarterly co-creation gatherings where we'll continue to develop our beloved community. Our next gathering is Friday, October 7th from 6 to 8.30 in right here. And I, so I hope some of you, all of you, will join us. But we'll be talking about all kinds of things. Um, the main theme for about half the evening will be uh, safe space and looking at whether or not the vision, the mission, the purpose, and the agreements that we have support safe space. And if not, um, how do we make the little adjustments that might uh, give us something foundational that we can stand on. We'll also talk about what the coming year's calendar might look like, what kinds of new experiences might we want to offer. Um, 
So we have spent time during this month's gatherings talking about our beloved community, the vision, the mission, the purpose, the agreements. Something we have not yet looked at is who we are and what we believe. So if you've ever read the front cover of the bulletin that we give out monthly, this will sound familiar to you. But I'm going to just quickly read through the who we are and what we believe so that you can just let it settle and see how it feels to you. Mystic Heart is a welcoming and accepting spiritual community that supports, promotes, and celebrates your growth in body, mind, and spirit. It is a place where people of all ages, races, creeds, ethnicities, sexualities, and abilities come together. Not as groups separated by their differences, but as human beings celebrated for their individuality. We are an independent spiritual center. We welcome all faith paths, philosophical points of view, and ways of life that acknowledge and honor the divine and support and uplift the growth and evolution of the planet and its beings. We see evolution and creation as two aspects of one process that is forever moving life forward. And we understand that each of us is an integral part of that process, leaving our direct imprint on the evolution of humanity. What do we believe? We believe in a higher power that operates through all of creation. We believe that all life is sacred. We believe that the spiritual journey is unique to each person. We believe that all paths to God share common threads of truth. We believe that thought creates experience. We believe that by aligning our thinking with the higher power, we create a more peaceful and joy-filled life. We believe that the spiritual journey is an integration of body, mind, and spirit. From these beliefs, we draw principles and practices that are free of dogma and serve as tools for our modern lives. And we are serious about celebration. It's a vital part of our spiritual practice. We understand that by celebrating the good in our lives, we bring more of it into our experience. So join me in knowing that this beloved community is growing and thriving and serving as a unique and perfect and intentional expression of that one divine power. The Teze portion this morning took us more introspectively into some of the words of Jesus and the, um, the principles that exist in the sacred spiritual books. Um, this second half focused us more in where we are as a beloved community. But my hope is that this month as we move through, those who have been with us a long time, those who have not, those who are new coming in, start to get a sense of of who we intend to be, who we endeavor to be. And it will help people. It's my hope that it will help people to, to decide if this is a comfortable 
safe space and place that they want to be. So, as we close today, knowing that we are a thriving community, that we are serving as a unique and perfect intentional expression of the divine, I know for each one of us that each of us is a perfect and intentional expression of that one power, that each of us brings our own unique gifts into community and into the world, into all of our relationships. I know that each one of us is perfect and whole and complete just the way we are, and yet we feel this divine impulse to grow and expand and become even more of ourselves. And so I know that this community serves as a safe space for that to unfold. I know that as we come into closer connection with our source, with God, as we do our practice, as we, whatever that looks like, as we come together as community in practice, each of us is expanded in our understanding, is grown in our compassion. I know that each of us finds a comfortable and safe space here. So I just give thanks for each one here, for this community, for all of the growth that it has experienced and continues to experience, all the ways that we're able to serve individuals and the community. From that place of gratitude, I just release this prayer, knowing that it opens the way for us to find joy and fellowship as we continue this morning. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Yeah, so I didn't know how, how it would be to use the service time to really kind of expand on who we are, but I think it's been a valuable time. Um, and we'll only continue that through the end of this month, and then sort of, who knows? I don't know where I'm going from there. So each Sunday we invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we do by sharing of your gifts, your financial gifts, should you choose to do that. If you are at home joining us online, you can find a donate button on our website, mysticheart.org. You can also find our mailing address. And please know that every gift that's given here is just greatly appreciated. We endeavor to use it well and to put it to work expanding and growing our community. So if you would affirm with me this blessing for our offering today as it comes upon the screen. <laughs> as I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing it, sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. So it is. 
Amen. So today we get to enjoy Mr. Jason Mraz, my kind, because y'all are my Love is kind. the way, love is the light. We light up today, and today is all right. Yeah, love is the way, love will take us higher. We are aligned, and we are united. Artificial or natural mystics Each one a chrysalis For perfect imperfections And we are limitless Cause spirit lives inside us Mother nature did us a favor Gave each one of us a different flavor Different rhythms, different faces Different incarnations are crazy Some want to make some noise Some want to hear the silence Some want to drive the bus From town to town at the wild high fives To teach us and fake us And movie ticket take us and magic baby make us Cause if love is what you're working on And peace is what you're dreaming If you're fighting for freedom You are my people You're my kind You're my kind You're my kind But you much time tomorrow's ground is a foundation laid down by decisions that i make today i don't believe in war no. i've been taught to love my neighbor i've been all around and all i found is we're all the same they're the chief of police and the dealer the same neither the strongest can survive only he who can handle change the secret to peace is to quiet the brain try letting go with all our heart and letting love touch everything if love is what you're working on and
That'll refresh in your morning for you. Standing right here and right now, I am filled with a deep, deep gratitude. Gratitude for the day. Gratitude for the energy that each and every person brings to this space, in person or on Zoom. I'm deeply grateful for the gifts that each person brings, monetary, sacred service, sometimes just being here is a gift. And so as we prepare to go on into our day and to eat the food that has been prepared, I just say thank you for everything. Thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Now, join us for the closing songs and then join us for some luscious food. Chinese. Thank you. That's right. Come be enveloped at lunch. All together, hand in hand, we see the light. We take a stand and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me. Take your past and set it free and share. Sunday. Get out there and dance in the rain. Oh, yeah. <laughs>